4: From iHeartRadio, Common Enemy, and Tenderfoot TV, it's the Hey Pal Podcast. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. <laughs> With Jared and Dave. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. Here I am again. Here
5: you are. This is incredible.
4: I don't like Kyle. it here. You know, I, I know I did a great job last
5: I, I, time. I, I, I mean... But that's still no, you know but, up for discussion. But, uh, no, it's, but the, sure. it's been
4: decided. Okay, you did a great job. I did a great job. Okay. And, uh, but I feel way more comfortable back over on the keys just making sure all the buttons I are pressed and we're recording and, and things are and,
5: working. And I, I respect that and appreciate everything that you do yeah. and you. how you handle that.
4: Yep, as um, you should.
5: We really don't know where Jared is. I, I, I'm hoping that he's his competition in the Mario Kart Championships is going well. It's very possible that it's, it's not, though. Well, and he's I, dead somewhere. No, I, I hope alley. that's not the case. Yeah. Well, of course not. Definitely don't want an alley death. That's for no, sure. No, no, no. Something more dignified. So um, we have a great guest today. Oh, the best. And uh, I don't know who he is. Your hair looks good as always. I'm well, sorry. you no, you know him. He's the host of the $100,000 $100, pyramid. pyramid. I know. Yeah. I was just testing you yeah. to see if you knew. There you go. Today we have, I mean, one of the greatest NFL players, football players. That's uh-huh. the game with the, with the pads in America, not... The shin pads, like the... No, not not soccer or...
4: Yeah, soccer. You're thinking
5: of football. Yeah, football. Overseas. No, no, no. This is American football. See, tackle just,
4: football. Just, just get on with it. I'm so confused. Uh,
5: one of the greatest of all time. Um. A Hall of Famer. Uh, a great friend of mine. Um, he is a host on Good Morning America. Yep. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. He has his own clothing line. Hundred
4: thousand dollar pyramid. He
5: hosts a hundred thousand dollar pyramid game show. Show is awesome. It's it's a great show. Yeah. He's he's just he's a, literally everywhere. He's incredible. He's everywhere. One of the hardest working guys in entertainment. Um. And just a a great great person. Great father. And just one of the good guys.
4: I like that. It's nice to get a good guy in the show.
5: Yeah. Michael Strahan.
4: Hold on. Yep, he's calling. All right. We got him. We got him. Hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. There you go. Damn, man. You
6: got a whole official setup in this joint. (laughs) We do. We do. I thought I was going to... Come up with some BS. You got some <laughs> real. Let me take my jacket
4: off. For this. One. I'm taking mine off. This
5: too. is no, my no. co-host. My co-host Kyle, who who knows nothing about sports, he's filling in for uh, my regular co-host. So <laughs> we we'll just, have we'll have, we have some fun with up, him. knows absolutely nothing, but he's handsome and he's got great hair. Michael. He has great hair. I'm usually the one pressing hey, the
4: buttons, making sure the show doesn't go off the rails. <laughs>
5: hey, man!
4: All you need is hair
6: to stay on TV <laughs> Trust me and do these podcasts. not have to, you don't have to you don't have to know a damn thing you're talking about. I've made a living out of it.
5: But by the way, um, what car did you drive home today? What were you in today? No, nah, you know what? No, nah, I didn't even get a chance. I haven't driven
6: my car in forever. Ago. I was in the Bahamas for two weeks. Right. Then I came back, and I've just been sitting in my little navigator, man, getting driven to and from work okay. and driving myself. Okay. But this weekend, tomorrow, hopefully I'll get to drive something nice.
5: Okay, so I have a, a funny story about that really quick. So remember when I was at Super Bowl with Rebel, and I was with Adam Devine, but I think you were thinking I was with Adam Devine. Levine. So, oh, my God. So I, you know who Adam Devine is, though? Yes. So I go, I go up to Adam Devine, and I'm like, dude, I just talked to Michael Strahan. He like loves you. And he lit up, he like lit up. And I'm like, you guys were talking about this car. And so I'm giving him this whole spiel (laughs) about how much you love him and this car that he wanted. And he was like, uh, Dave, I'm, I'm I'm a little confused. And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I, I love Michael Strahan. He's like, I think he's incredible. And I, I would love to talk to him and I'd love to talk to him about cars, but he goes, I, I don't think he knows who I am. And I'm like, Oh my God.
6: I know who Adam Devine, little guy, black hair. I know Adam
5: Devine. I'll, I'll,
6: I thought you said Levine. And I and I remember Adam Levine the last time I saw him. He was fecking out of Ferrari.
5: Adam Devine. Like, oh. we, we we got to the bottom of it. There's Michael. Hey Adam, man. I know who you are.
6: Of course, I know who you are. I'm a big fan. We got the last names mixed up, and I had cars on the brain, brother. That's, that's oh, all. Sorry. that's all.
5: <laughs> so it reminded me of uh, one night. I'm at the uh, Sunset Tower Hotel, and I'm with uh, David O. Russell, the director, and I'm with Jamie yep. Foxx, and we're with Timothy Chalamet. Right when he was starting to blow up, and we're sitting yep. down and we're talking. And David O. Russell's like, so, you know, Jamie, tell me about Devo. And Jamie's like, I don't know what to tell you about Davo. I don't know how, but he knows everybody on earth. He's connected to everybody. He knows everyone. And just as he's saying this, Phil Mickelson, the golfer, comes yeah. over to our table and, and he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, get up and give me a hug. Phil Mickelson. I've never met him in my life, okay? <laughs> So he gives me this huge hug and I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going with it. I'm like, Phil, meet David O. Russell, the director, meet Jamie Foxx, and he's like, and Jamie Foxx goes, man, he's like, how the hell you know this motherfucker? And Phil goes, oh, he's the best. And like, I'm like, I'm like this, because I have no idea what the hell's going on. So it turned out he thought I was Jerry Ferrara. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, now that you say that,
6: I'm like... Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry is oh. my guy too. I love Jerry. It, and it was uh, it was after boy, Jerry oh had lost God. a lot
5: of weight. It was after that's he had why, lost yeah. a lot of weight. Okay. So Phil Mickelson was like, You look amazing. <laughs> and and he's like sitting there like touching me and I'm like, What the hell is going on here? I've never met this man. So hold
6: on. <laughs> Did you tell David and all those guys that you didn't know him? No. <laughs> hell no. Oh, <laughs> they know now. I I w I, went hey, with I it. tell you, man. There's not very many people that I'll ever that I'm ever been mistaken for, right? But I will say when I was playing, I you was know, a little heavier and bigger guy. Yeah, I'm at a Knicks game. Uh-huh. And I'm on the front row. You know, I'm feeling good about myself. They gave me front row tickets to the Knicks, baby. I'm like Mr. New Yorker, right? Yep. <laughs> sitting there watching the game, trying to be cool, sitting in the front row. Yep. Dude, come down at halftime. Hey, can I get you to sign, you know, autograph? I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. I I really appreciate it, champ. (laughs) <laughs> Thought I was Riddick Bo. Man, get your ass out of here. I am looking like Riddick
5: Bo. Come on, man. That was so mad. Am- amazing. Unbelievable. All right,
4: let's get with this. The show's over. That was it. That was great. Amazing. Thank you so that was much. much Michael. Thank you so thank much you for coming
5: <laughs> on the Hedgehog Podcast. We really appreciate it.
4: Thank you, guys. appreciate All it. Man, we'll
5: see you later. All right. So, Kyle, I am so excited about today. We have a very, very special guest today. It it, it pains me a little bit. Because, as, as you know, I'm a, a massive Philadelphia sports fan. Yeah, we know. Fly, Eagles fly. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I love this man so much, it's difficult for me because not only is he one of the greatest NFL players of all time, he's one of the greatest. New York Giants of all time. That's uh, right. Yeah, our baby. guest today Represent Mr. Michael Strahan there we on go. the Hey Pal show. Thank you. Welcome Thank you. Forward. Michael. You know, hey, I
6: appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. Um you could have changed your wardrobe, <laughs> but that's all right. Little no, Philly he's shirt a, on. I didn't wear the Eagles. I
5: didn't wear the Eagles jersey out of respect. That's why I didn't wear the Eagles. I had to go with Phillies. Now, my normal co-host is a diehard Cowboys fan. So we would have been oh, representing uh-huh. almost the entire, uh, the greatest division the in football, East? the yeah. NFC East. Um, but today, filling in, we have our producer who knows nothing about sports, uh, Mr. Kyle Tequila. Isn't that funny? But
4: I produce a sports <laughs> podcast. I don't know how that so happened. So Kyle, well, I have a question for you. Where are you from, man? Chicago. Okay. You don't know anything about sports? I mean, that's kind of the thing. I mean, I grew up playing hockey. I love the Bears. I love Blackhawks. I love Chicago sports. <laughs> We have you, you pay attention now? Not really.
6: <laughs> what do you do with your life? Like, what
5: do you
4: no, do? I literally like, said, there has gotta me. be at some point in time in your life, like on a Sunday- That's like right. Football's on, like, what are you doing? Yeah, joking? yeah, no, like, I, I watch it, but I'm not like, I'm not paying attention. No, no,
5: attention. But, but tell Michael what you said to me earlier. I about, said, no, I didn't wanna said waste your life watching sports. I said,
4: I have a life, which means <laughs> I have a wife, I have a child, I'm running a business. I like to just not watch things for a minute. <laughs> I like to do other I like to look outside. Right. I like to play music. Hey, you
6: know what it sounds like to me, Kyle? It sounds like your wife said, you're not watching football <laughs> on Sunday. She's listening. And you had no Michael, choice. Michael, she's listening. So, I, get, I mean, no disrespect, Don't only, call me out, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, I respect you, my wife and kids. You can come in and tell us straight face <laughs> that I choose not to watch because I have a life. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, watching reality TV is kind of like watching somebody else live their life and you're not living yours. Uh-huh. But watching sports is entertainment. So, your wife told you, you can't watch sports, that's cool, brother. I appreciate that, man. Well, you take care of your family because that's
4: number one. No, and, and that's I'm why, he's filling, for her, and now now we'll why he's filling in. This is why he's filling in sports again. <laughs> yeah, this is why you're filling in. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. You've saved me. Of You've saved me. We have our.
6: You have our permission not to watch sports. <laughs> okay, there, there you go. Right, buddy. Thank you. You've been granted See,
4: permission. <laughs> this is a big day for me. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Hey, pal. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Let's get into it. Michael, you've clearly done it all. I, I'm, I'm curious... With all the things that you've done, what what's given you a bigger life high? Is it a, a sack in a in a professional football game? Is it doing a great great interview? Does that give you a bigger high or is it closing a big business deal because you are an entrepreneur? So, for you at this point in your career looking at everything, what gives you a bigger high? The sack. Really? Cuz you know what?
6: Yeah, cuz I could never do it again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that makes <laughs> like sense that's, that's like like something that once it's over it's over yep and i don't know man that the the thing about getting a sack of football is that i have to dominate another dude like throw him down beat him like it's nothing better right than almost taking somebody's soul yeah a little bit <laughs>
5: Yep. with yep. a sack you
6: know what i'm yep. saying it's like yep that's better like i would love to close the big business deal i love that yeah but if they're not one today there'll be one tomorrow i hope The other doing an interview. Trust me, if there's not an interview today, there's another interview tomorrow. True, but a sack, everyone is precious, and there's nothing better than hitting a quarterback, and you kind of watch the air leave his body, (laughs) his soul leave his body. Fantastic,
5: (laughs) man! You got me fired up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, my Giants jersey. (laughs) So so let me ask you this: Do do you have a sack that stands out more than all the others? Because you are Uh, the all-time sack leader. Well, I think, you know, the, um, Tom
6: Brady in the Super Bowl was special because right. that was the Super Bowl. I think the Donovan McNabb, uh-huh. I had a few on him where I would watch back and go, man, I really closed on him pretty quickly because he was the tough one to get down. Right. The hardest sack, the best sack I ever had, like I set the move up and I made the move and I hit the quarterback so hard that it put him out. And, and like it was a picture-perfect sack with Gus Farratt with uh-huh. the Redskins. Yep. That was the best picture-perfect, put pain in somebody sack I ever had. Now, everybody's going to think I'm a violent guy. I'm not a violent
4: guy. I'm just out there as a matter of survival.
6: Right. But if it, somebody's got to get beat up, it's
5: not going to be me if I can help it. Exactly. Well, it's funny and
4: you say that because our co host we just love beating the hell out of him. We, we do. We, we <laughs> love
5: we love sacking Jared every, every right opportunity now. that we get. Um, We definitely love sacking him. Now, the one thing that's so beautiful when I look back on it is – you know, obviously, you just interviewed Tom Brady, and he has the seven Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and he's untouchable, and, you know, it's yeah. unbelievable. But you got two, and both of the Super Bowls you got, you beat him. So, you definitely, when you guys talk, you have the upper hand, don't you?
6: No, you know what? I got one. The Giants got two. That, oh, that's true. I wasn't there. To, yeah, I wasn't there a second time. That's right. But, you know what? You, you, it's it not even not – even, the fact that he lost two to the Giants is the first one that we beat him in. Right. He said that is the one that 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 just eats him alive. Yeah. And the reason being is because they were perfect. They yep. were a perfect season. Yep. And the other ones, you know, we lost the game here and there, but a perfect season, yep. that is immortality. He's already immortal because of seven Super Bowls. Yeah. But to say we had a perfect season and did it, yep. that is the one, if you talk to him to this day, the one that bugs him the most of course. is losing that one to us. But I'm like, dude, you got freaking seven. I just needed one so I could retire. Yeah. Like, don't get greedy. Yeah. And let the other kids play with the ball every once in a while. Exactly.
5: Damn. And I I know how how big a fan Don Shula was of that Giants team for sure. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know what? We beat we beat them.
6: They popped champagne. When we beat um Denver had a great record with Elway one of the years they won the Super Bowl. Right. And they came to New York and we sucked. Yeah. For some reason we came together on that Sunday and we beat them. They sent us champagne too. So the <laughs> Dolphins make sure they send champagne <laughs> to ever beat the team that looks like they're gonna go undefeated. I, I love so it. So we did it twice for well. them.
5: I love it. And Kyle, just so you know, Don Shula was a head football coach for the Miami Dolphins and and he orchestrated the game. Are you seriously <laughs> explaining this? Yes, he doesn't know who Don Shula is, Michael. <laughs> He definitely doesn't know who I'm Don Shula gonna, is. I'm just going to let
4: you handle this guy. It's nice <laughs> to meet you, Michael. Um, good luck with everything.
6: Come on, you got to sit down. We got to talk about more than sports. Come on, Zach. Hey, pal. Come
5: back. Hey, he said, pal. hey, pal. Come back. All right, all right. I'm back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes when I was explaining who Don Shula was, Michael, were priceless. No, I, I priceless. can feel the fury. <laughs> You were angry I'm at even me.
4: Even wearing a colored
6: dolphin-colored shirt today. It was <laughs>
0: on,
4: man. All right. Now, next. You mean one. the Miami Dolphins, the, the team that's in Ace Ventura? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. There you that's go. the one. Ray okay. F- now, Ray now you're making Finkle. sense. Ray Finkle. <laughs> yeah, Ray Finkle. Ray Finkle. <laughs> Glace is <laughs> out,
5: baby. Now we're talking. <laughs> Whatever works, pal. Whatever works. <laughs> All right. Now, next question. Again, this has to do with your career. So. What made you more nervous or what makes you more nervous? Was it your first NFL football game? Your first uh, NFL on Fox episode? Your first Good Morning America episode? Your first time hosting oh. Kyle's favorite show, $100,000 Pyramid? Woo! Love that show. Seeing your teeth without your trademark gap, which just happened recently, or seeing one of the twins go on a date. What, what, what of those makes you most nervous?
6: Man, well, first of all, the twins have not really been on a date yet. Thank God. I'm nervous for the boy more they, than I am for myself. Exactly. Okay, because I'm gonna <laughs> put one of those scenes from Bad Boys <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, yep. when the guy comes to the door. Mike Lowry and those guys show up. Mike Lowry. <laughs> and uh, man, you know what? That's the that is the probably one of the best questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> because usually it's very easy for me right. to say one or the other. Yep but i was so scared my first football game uh huh but then i was so scared at fox right but then i was terrified at gma like I, I, i'm like you give me ptsd man i'm kind of shaking over in this joint it's because you have really triggered me i would probably say the scariest thing i would ever done maybe gma gma yeah yeah, pyramid didn't scare me because you know practice through all that stuff. Right, GMA scared you know what GMA scared me. Football, I had no idea what I was doing or at least I did. I knew it and I didn't think I did. And I realized I had to learn it. Right. So was I nervous? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it all fell on a team in a sense. Like I got to do my job, but I'm on a greater, bigger team. Yeah, Fox scare me to death because I got all these thoughts in my head about what I want to say. Yeah. But then by the time they get to me, Terry and Jimmy and everybody's taking all the daggone notes that I had. <laughs> yep. So I'm sitting there like, oh, they took everything I had written down. I don't have nothing. Yeah. So you have to learn to improvise and make up stuff. But GMA is like it's you. It's news, it's more serious. You can't get away with like joking your way out of stuff. Right. Like a oh, Fox. I'm doing commentary, man. And I'm like, I have three points. And I go one and this one, that two, bye bye, bye. the third one, I'm like, Oh, I forgot it. And it's funny. Right. You know, everybody can laugh at that. Yeah, yeah, I've done Fox where I'm like, okay, this thing, I have four, three points. I go one point. The second point, I get to the third and I totally forgot it. Right. So I just start coughing. Like <laughs> I was choking. <laughs> And then the guys fill in and then right. I'm like, oh yeah. And I remember what I was going to say. So I'm like, oh yeah. And let me finish. Yeah. yeah. Like, the reason I started, they think I'm choking. Like, you okay? You need water? I'm like, no, I just need a thought. Right. Because I lost my train of thought. Right. So that stuff I can get away with. GMA, you can't get away with that, man. Yep. And it was so Fox football. I knew football. I'd done enough TV. Football, I knew I could play football, but didn't need experience. GMA. That's when I thought I actually knew TV because I'd been on G- I'd been on Fox, right. I'd been on Kelly and Michael. Yep. Like I thought I knew TV, yep. Until that TV, <laughs> right. then I realized I knew nothing. Yeah, that's the scariest thing I've ever done. Hand wow, wow. Yeah.
5: Okay. Great, great answer. Amazing. And, yeah. and just to go for a quick minute, just to go to the twins along the lines of what you said, you're more worried about the guy. So Chuck Liddell, uh, we were together when his daughter went on her first uh, school dance. And and Chuck used the famous Sean Penn line. Imagine how scary that was for that kid. And Chuck went up to him really calm and he said, Here's the deal, son. He goes, Whatever you do to my daughter, I get to do to you. And <laughs> yeah. he smiled. And that kid, you talk about turning ghost white. Oh my God. It was amazing. Amazing.
6: So <laughs> well. Yeah. I'm. Like, hey, that, that's a, that, I may have to steal that's that. That's
5: a good myself. line. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you
6: can, that's a great line. It,
5: anything you it do is
6: nerdy. It is scary you. though. Of course. You know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day and they're like, oh, you know, you, I was like, dude, I'm not worried about my, I'm, I know a dude. I right. know a kid. I know like, I was that age.
5: Yep. Yep. And
6: I know what I hope for. Yeah. And yep. now I, I yeah. <laughs> I'm about to go upstairs and yell at my kids and
4: they didn't <laughs> even do anything
6: wrong. <laughs> <I> <laughs> love it. you undive. what did I do?
4: <laughs> blame it on Devo. Everything's Devo's fault. <laughs> um, Michael, you were the 40th player picked in the 93 draft. You, had 30... you know I know you're reading this because you know because I don't know football. jack shit. <laughs> I'll just hold up a piece of paper. You, you know, hey, you want to read the question for me actually? Hold on. It's right <laughs> he oh, call- he's calling me out. He's man. too good, man. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta deal with it. All right, so let me hold. On. What does that? What does that say? What does it say? <laughs> you
5: got this. Bro. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We anyway,
4: so, <laughs> so there are thirty nine dudes in front of you, but you ended up becoming one of the greatest defensive ends in history. So, do you think that is there something there that motivated you to, you know, to become great, or were, you already knew you were great, you just needed more time, or you know, is there anything about that, you know, not being up in the top ten or top five in that draft? Yeah, you that, know what? You know what motivated you? me.
6: Eric Curry, John Copeland, Dan Footman, Cole, Cole uh Coleman Rudolph, Carl wow. Simpson, um, um, yeah, those guys that got picked in front of me you know all. Me. I
4: love that. Todd Kelly yep, yep.
6: I went to the 49ers. But it wasn't like I wasn't I didn't know the guys that weren't friends, like I was a really good friend with Todd Kelly. Right. Um, but I I remember sitting with one of these scouts from the 49ers, a guy named Tommy Hart. Sitting there with him and Todd Kelly, mm-hmm. who's a good friend of mine. And he's right there and he's like, dude, I'm in college. I'm this young 20, 21-year-old kid trying to just make it. And Tommy Hart says, Well, you know, Michael, you'll never be as good, you know, good of a player like uh, like Todd. Wow. And I was like, huh? He goes, yeah, because you can't close on the quarterback. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> So like yeah, so I remember everybody in front of me. Yep. I mean Coleman Rudolph, Georgia Tech gets drafted by the Jets first round. I get go to the Giants in the second round, and that guy ends up being my backup. Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then goes into the game and plays two plays and then raises his hand like, okay, come back in. I'm like, okay, all right. I see why you weren't in the league very long because you were lazy yep. and um, you were spoiled. And I came from uh, HBCU. I had to grind. Right. I'm wearing one pair of shoes in practice and the games all year long. I don't get a new pair of Nikes every week. Uh-huh. Right? So the, I had a, my, my experience of coming to the NFL was a lot different than everybody else. A lot of these guys' experiences. When I didn't come in looking at it like I was supposed to be there, like they owed me something and they were going to open up the gates. I came into a team with Lawrence Taylor and, and all these guys. I had to earn it. They weren't giving you jack.
5: And Kyle, you, so, would, you would know Lawrence Taylor from Any Given Sunday. That's where Kyle would know him from. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> yeah.
6: guy. He was great in that movie. Yeah, that guy. To cut that the one who cut the truck in half with a chainsaw yeah. and didn't blow up when he hit the fuel line. I don't yeah, know, yeah. I That's that Hollywood
4: part. for you right there, baby.
6: <laughs> yeah. Perfect line. Well, yeah, I mean, that motivated me, man. It motivated me, but also I was motivated by respect. At the end of the day, you want to be respected for the job you do, so... I, I just didn't, you weren't going to leave a game and think that I wasn't what you heard or I sucked or nothing. You're going to leave the game and we may have lost, but you're going to feel it. You're going to be sore the next day. You're going to think back. I don't want to play him again. That was always my focus for respect. And with the respect, money comes with respect. Um, Winning comes with respect. I mean, if you get respect and you're out there and play, you win games, you win. You know, lucky for me, win a Super Bowl. Respect come with that, but I just want to respect from a player standpoint of guys on that field who know who real the real good guys are. Not right. the guys who are good players because the media anoints them, but guys who actually, you know, you put on the field and they actually can play. Mm-hmm. That motivated me. Representing the family, man, I can't disappoint my mom and dad. Like that was right. uh, yeah, that was it. They're gonna walk around with their name proudly. Well,
5: I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about you didn't you didn't expect anything to be given to you. And I think that's what happens a lot nowadays especially with these earlier picks is they kind yeah. of expect like, Hey, this is how it's supposed to be ordained. You know what I mean? yeah. 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 So well, think
6: about it though, man, you're 20, twenty-one years old, of course. you get picked, you got millions of dollars in your pocket. Who could really tell you anything? Yeah. I had nothing mm-hmm. near that. You couldn't tell me nothing when I first started. I mean, Right, I I, I got um. Uh, I used to cash my little check. I get like six grand a week. Right, cash that check, walk around a little, knot in my pocket, thinking I was like ball. <laughs> Didn't realize that um. You know what? That's last for 16, 17 weeks. Right, I still got thirty five more weeks to live during the seat during the year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that money supposed to last the whole year. Like, uh, yeah, you but you can't tell a young guy. It's very hard to tell a young guy. Certain things because they've never experienced it. For me, I was just lucky enough to outlast my mistakes as far as like my career and all the a lot of the different things. It was just around long enough to outlast those things. They end up coming out on the other side of it. Yeah, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man, to be twenty-something years old and and have millions of dollars in the bank and not feel like you're. It's easy. Very true. But I always tell guys, the second this game is over with. The, the team will let you. I can call the Giants now. I can go to the facility. I'll have lunch. I can go to a game, go in the, the, the suite. I can stand on the sideline. Yep. They're not writing me another check. right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. so when it's over, it's over. And, yep. and I just never wanted to look back at the end of my career and say, oh, man, if I'd only worked harder mm-hmm. or if I'd only done this or done that. No, I put it all in when I was there. When I walked away. No regrets. I've never once looked back and said, I should have kept going. Maybe another year. Nope. I be good.
4: Don't go anywhere. Hey, pal. we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But it's
6: so freaking true. It's all so go so hand in hand Mm -hmm. because... It's not about an individual. It's about teamwork. No one, no one has had success has gotten or has gotten where they've gotten because they didn't have people who helped them. They didn't have a good team behind them. They didn't have somebody lifted them up, somebody who carried them at some time yeah. and, or encouraged them. And, and so I have an f- incredible team, uh, great people behind me. And I've always been the guy who didn't want to ever be the weak link on the team. So I was always willing to push myself and work a little harder and stay a little later and do whatever it took to be successful. And that's what life is. Like life is not waking up and it's just there for you. I remember my dad said, boy, one day you're going to find out that everything, when you out on your own, everything is your responsibility. from the toilet paper to the Q-tips. <laughs> and every time I, every day I use a Q-tip, I'm like, damn, that was right. I had to pay for this Q-tip. Nobody yep. gave this Q-tip. Like yep. everything is on you. Yep. And it was just a different attitude I had to take, man, that, I gotta, you know, I, I, if you want to have success, you gotta be willing to work for it. You gotta be willing to sacrifice some of the things that um, you probably want to do in a moment. Yeah, do some or or whatever. You gotta sacrifice those things for the long term goals. And for me, I've done that and it's just worked out, you know, better than I ever
5: imagined. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it's been awesome and 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 well deserved, by the way. Um, will you go Thanks. grab Rocky really quick? Or oh not? yeah, Nicole, sure. can you bring Rocky down? You're going to like we this got a next question, guest. Michael. We got a surprise guest uh, for you. Rocky. <laughs> wait, wait until you see this. Somebody <laughs> got to carry <laughs> Sylvester Stallone now? What? Wait, wait yeah, until yeah. you see this.
6: <laughs> oh, boy. I'm almost afraid. <laughs> there
5: he is. The Here emperor. He comes. Here he comes. Ah, That's Kyle's Rocky. wife, Nicole. <laughs> hey, Nicole. How are you? And that, Hey, Nicole. She says, hi, Nicole. <laughs> Let Kyle watch
6: football on Sundays. <laughs> he said let Kyle watch football on
5: Sundays because we're making fun of how Kyle doesn't know anything about football. Yeah, you Nicole know, probably knows more about football than Kyle does. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? <laughs> Alright, so the reason I brought Rocky down is because you had a lot of great teammates over the years, and now you have a great teammate, your dog Enzo, who, who's yes, who's your boy. best friend. Describe that relationship with Enzo. And how does it compare to any of the relationships you had with some of your teammates?
6: It's unlike any relationship I have with my teammates. Some of my relationship with my teammates may have had limits. Like uh-huh. I'm not taking them on vacation. <laughs> I'm not giving them baths. I'm no. i them. That's I'm not how. It, up that's not how it poop. works.
5: <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> that's the way I thought. That's what you guys did in the locker room. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a rookie. Maybe a rookie. to do that.
6: I tell you, man. Well, I, I did not. I didn't want a dog. I didn't want a dog for a long time. Like, I don't have time for a dog. Man, I'm busy. I'm traveling. I'm this. And the kids, man, this dog is like the best thing that's ever happened. He, he When I walk in the door, he, for the most part, the, the, he is by far the most excited one to see me. <laughs> yeah. So, and I just like, I can't get enough of him. And, and even, you know, you find out that you love with your dog so much that here in New York, when it's cold, you're like, I don't care. I'll take him out for a walk. Right. You know, you're willing to, take walks in the middle of the freezing cold and you don't even mind in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's like he's, he's he's perfect. Perfect. Couldn't ask for a better dog.
5: No, I mean, dogs are amazing. And, and, and obviously I really, unfortunately I really, really understood it when, when my pops unfortunately passed away and I gave yeah. my dog to my mom and th- that dog saved my mom's life for those first couple years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it gave her something, it gave her something that loved her unconditionally. It gave her something to take care of something to look out yeah. for something that when she was tired and didn't want to get out of bed, had to get out of bed to take the dog out. That's a huge factor. Mm. So yeah. you totally get it. You know, when, when, when you connect with, with an animal and something that you have to take care of it, it it's actually a really great thing and a really special relationship.
4: Fur babies.
6: Exciting. No, and I, and I agree with you hundred percent and uh, about all of that, man. And, and yeah, I lost my, Father too, unfortunately, in yeah. that same club, and and you do. It's it's nice sometimes, you know. The dog, I can lean on Enzo, and, and there's no conversation needed. Like yep. he just senses and feels when you when yeah. you're just sitting there on the couch one day, and he'll come over and just look at you and like Enzo. He doesn't just doesn't jump on anything. He has to be called up on the couch. He's like one of these bourgeoisly trained dogs, <laughs> right? Right. And so you call him up there. And he just knows when you need it. You yeah. know, he needs. To just be there next to you, yeah, and it, 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 it is something, man. Help you through the hard times. And what kind of dog is Rocky?
4: He's a Chihuahua Yorkie mix, Chorkie.
6: Chihuahua Yorkie. What do you call that? Chorkie. A Chorkie. Chorky. Chorky?
4: Yeah, Chorkie. Chorky. They call it Chorkie, really. A chorky. <laughs> yes, I don't call him Chorkie because he <laughs> is mad. At He's just as mad as you are. I just call him Rocky, man. He's his own dude. Look at my Kyle
6: Michael's man, face. when I come I'm Kyle, when I up. come out of LA face to face, brother, <laughs> me and you got to go ahead and lunch
5: yourself.
4: Strahan, this guy's the greatest.
5: I mean, he's 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 the best. He's just he's a very you know when, when people say they're likable or they're endearing. Like a lot of people, you know, say I'm endearing. Jared's not necessarily endearing. No one says that. Or likable. Um Michael Strahan is, is both. He has all of it. He does. He's the full package. Yeah. What a guy. It's too bad we
4: have to cut this thing in half.
5: Well, yeah. Well, uh, but it's good because it leaves our audience with, with more. I like going to be wanting more. The
4: anticipation factor. Exactly. exactly. Leave them on the edge of their seat. Yes. All right. Thursday, Strahan, part two. <laughs> Hey Pal is a production of iHeartRadio, Common Enemy, and Tenderfoot TV. Hosted by Jared Einson and Dave Asico. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Executive producer for iHeartRadio is Sean Titone. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Tane Lindsay. Catch new episodes of Hey Pal every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, share it with your friends, and subscribe.